This is Dora again. Welcome to Dora to the World. I have one of the cutest smiles I know. And I have one of the most beautiful faces I've seen. <laughs> it's not pride, but it's what it is. It's not it's a cap. It's facts. You could as well just say the same thing to you. I mean, there are so many beautiful people out there. Immense beauty. But if you couldn't if you cannot appreciate your own beauty, if you keep comparing your beauty to some other person's beauty, you may never see the beauty that you are. So just remind yourself that you're a very beautiful person and you're awesome. So me saying that, okay, I saying rather, I saying that I'm one of the most beautiful person that I know is not pride. It's subjective and it's just a way for me to feel, make myself feel good. But that's not even the point of this whole episode. Where does this lead us? A lot of people tend to like say I'm a very cute person. They do not say this only because of what I look like, but because of how I act. I don't know how they came about that theory, but it is what it is. They think I'm nice. They think I act cute. I used to be a very mean person. No? I don't know how I became this person. I used to be very strong at that. I used to be very mean. I used to be very rude. But I think I just make, made a decision. I used to be very rude. Very, very rude. But I think I just make a, I made a decision by myself to just stop being that person. Because there is really no need to be that person. Although it affected me in a way though. I became not as audacious as I was. And you know. Having some kind of audacity actually does help you conquer some things. And now that I don't have it anymore, it's very difficult for me to do some certain things I would easily do before. But um, that's about that. I had to like learn to be nice to people because I figured that at the end of the day, what does being mean to people actually bring out? Even though I say I'm very mean, I was very mean. It's not that the meanness was very bad. It's just that... I could easily shut people up. I could easily just... I was very rude. That rude part, that one was... The essential, I must say it. I was very, very rude. Very, very rude. I had to, like, control myself. And thank you to my mom. We fought it together. She would always mention it. And in a way, she would always remind me that when I get go out there, people would show me shaggy and blah, blah, blah. And... Because of that, I'm always very conscious when I go out and meet with new people. I'm always putting my character in check. Like, okay... I don't want to exude any of those attitudes and have people teaching me what my mom has actually been teaching me. So I found a way around it and it became a part of me, even though I missed some part of it that I already explained. But it's what it is. So what are we actually going to in this game that we are doing? Go-go? Okay, people say I'm very cute. My, my behavior is cute. I can blow up a little bit sometimes, but people actually think I'm very cute. So where is my darkest space? My darkest space is in my creative zone. I become someone that I'm not. Even the version of me that I said was mean and rude was was never that kind of person. I was not that bad. Because when I create, I dig into a very dark space and hollow space, a space without emotions and feelings. I become and become ruthless. I can remember there was a time that when I create, I tend to like take up the character and attitude of the character that I'm creating. And it affected me a whole lot of time. I was a very, very happy girl. Very, very happy. I don't put matters on my head. I really do not tend to like think too much about a lot of things that I do. When things go south or when things go wrong, I don't think too hard about it. I just always believe it's going to get better. I still have that optimism a little bit, but... I tended more towards realism and it brought about pessimism to an extent and it broke me into some 
kind of character that I do not like now. So at the time, I was a very happy girl. And when I want to create a sad character, I tend to take up the sadness of the character. And I might even like um exhibit it or display it <laughs> or just show it to other people around me. Then they would know that something is wrong with Dora. Because I was just not, I wouldn't just be myself. I don't know how to explain it, but it's crazy. Now, I created a story some time ago about my dad cheating on my mom with a dog. Not my dad, please. My character's dad cheated on on our mom with a dog. <laughs> I don't know how I think about these things. I just pick up my ideas from a lot of things, from my environment, from things I read online, even from stories I read. That's why I read sometimes when I have a block. You can always pick story ideas from other stories. That's why I just read some stories and be like, oh my God, this one sounds so much like a story I've read before. It might not directly be the same thing. You could just pick just one line from it and use it to write your own story. There's this particular line from Chimeka Garrick's um, Tomorrow Died Yesterday. I did not go to Lagos. That line is very heavy. It's as simple as it seems. And it made me write a story of mine. I didn't use the exact same words, but it was the simplicity. I wrote a sim- very simple line, but I made it carry like so much weight on it. That was my inspiration to write something that's entirely even different. Yeah, the genre is different. The themes are different. Just that I picked, okay, the idea of like put, making like very simple words, but giving them so much weight. And that was it. Then I wrote this story one time about meeting... See, I've written so many stories of every story to case story, but the ones I can reply, remember that's why I wrote one story one time about meeting the man of my dreams at a mall, and that was the same day he died. I don't know why I wrote that story. I didn't find meaning to it when I wrote it. It just came. It was until like a year after that I found meaning to it. I described the man of my dreams and the man in my dreams, and it was just so perfect. It was everything that I wanted him to be, everything I might not even be. And when I was reading it like a year after to a group of people, that was when I thought about it and I just felt, oh, wow, could this be that it's about, you know, we are, we can never actually find the perfect person for us. Nobody is perfect. We make them perfect for us just because we love them. We, no one can really be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. People have flaws that they hold on to in you, like things that you do, but that actually piss people off. Me, like, it's like I'm very annoying and I shut people up a lot. <clears throat> I have this crazy main character energy that I had to like start watching when, well, when I eventually agreed that I had it. So when people are talking and I'm not a very good listener, I'm, a, I'm much more of a talker. So I had to pick up these things because I felt like, oh, it cannot be like that. You cannot just be talking and not expect other people to listen. I'm, I'm not expecting other people to talk to. So I had to learn it. I forced myself to learn it. And I became very conscious of it. Like, oh, when people are talking, I just, oh, when I, okay, when somebody's talking and I, I want to say something and I already cut them, I'm like, I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Just continue. So most of people won't say continue. Now I'm like, no, you have to continue. Because I just found that, I found that it was rude and it wasn't the right thing to do. And I just had to, so I know that my friend had to deal with that nonsense, but they never really complained about it. Or even if they did, they didn't say they would stop loving me because of it. Sure, you get and because okay it's not that toxic or something because people will let you go for some really toxic things and don't hold on to nonsense because you want to hold on to people's flaws because there are some flaws you can't deal with just let it go and um there was this other story i wrote about my 
my character's mom and dad fighting and she was pulling the man's penis the mom put the man through his penis outside and the children were there i don't know a lot of people know that story because i posted it on my status and i read it at some book club but i'm not it's a lot just just that the man later killed the wife in the process and after killing her they butchered her cut her into pieces and then disposed of her body that way and nobody knew about it because okay it was not the it was not the years where there were phones and everything and it's nigeria not but they wouldn't do intense investigation especially since they went looking for the woman every day they went like for like five days six days they were looking for her knocking on doors reached out to her parents wrote letters to her parents to ask if she was at theirs when they actually knew they were the one that did it the man and his children did it i betrayer it's not betrayer though i don't know what she did though but me i cannot kill anybody and i cannot do what i wrote in that story so that takes me to people actually thinking that the things i write are projections of me they are not projections of me i'm very sorry but they are not projections eh no they are not eh god the things i think about the things i write because these are even like very like minute the things in my prompts the things i write down randomly the things i think about randomly please don't kill me that's not who i am i'm very soft 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 so i'm very soft and i cannot write any of those things i mean i cannot do any of those things i can only write them imagine them vividly search them up go on youtube kind of look at a video of somebody doing something similar and how i would be able to describe it but me myself and i i'm not that person please i am not that person i'm a very soft human being i'm not it's not a projection of me and there was even a time i wrote something about um i was justifying a prostitute or rather, a sex worker. And some person reached out to me. I was very young then. I think I was like 16. Ah, look at the way I'm talking. I see if I'm more than like six years older than 16 now. Nonsense. Sha. <laughs> I was 16 then. And I, I was 16 then. And I wrote this story. A very ex- um, erotic story. It's not even erotic. But you had to deal with like sex and being a sex worker and the things that go on in the mind of a sex worker. And I was just trying to channel my inner, I'm not an actual woo, but I was just trying to like create something similar like that. And I had to search online, read stuff, read um articles on it. Doc, oh God, I used to be very avid with reading Sha. I, I, oh God, I miss me. Maybe because I just got busy with a lot of things, Sha. But it's what it is. Sha, I used to like do that. And I enjoyed it. So somebody me- messaged me. And like, oh, you are so young. You should not be doing it. I was like, oh, ma, it's not like I do any of these things that I write to. It's just that um, I'm a writer and I create. And I don't like creating good. Let me not lie to you guys. I'm not from the fact that I find it very difficult writing about love. I've, I've never written a love story in my life. It's not easy for me. It does not come naturally to me. I've never written one. I still don't know how to write it. I've forced myself to write it, but I never have an ending to it. Because at the end of the day, when I end it, it's always sad. So I stopped. I gave up on it. But I will push myself to do it because it's proving like a challenge, like something impossible for me to, to cross. It's, it's proving like an order. And I will jump over it. So I want to force myself to write more soon. So... Apart from the fact that, okay, I'm not very good at it because it never really comes naturally to me. I actually do not like writing anything that's sweet. I'm sorry. I love writing really dark and sad things, things that could make even me cry. Um, There was a time I was writing a particular story 
and I got really like I was having goosebumps on my own body. I stopped that story. I could not finish it. I started having goosebumps on my body. I started crying. I was in my room alone. I was crying. I was so scared. You know when you're writing something and it's scaring you? Guys, I was crying. How would I explain to somebody that walks into, walks into my room at that time that, okay, I'm writing this story and it's making me cry? Make me get it. Make me get it. But it's literally one of the most interesting parts of my life. And that's why I can never give it up. I can never, never, never stop it. I can never stop writing. I don't think I can stop it. I don't think I ever want to stop it. Even if at the end of the day, I think that I do not really like my writing technique all that much. Because I actually don't. I will sell my prompts to people. They will help me build it. I must write a story. I must publish a book. I will do it. It will be out there. But I really want to write my own story, my own words, because my friends tend to say that the way I write is unique to me. So I just think I'll keep building it. But, you know, dreams clash and a lot of things are just in the way of it. But a lot of things will not be in the way of it in Jesus' name. I'll still do it. I'll still write it and I'll keep exploring. So I hope you guys just enjoyed getting into my head a little bit. And why is my voice this deep? Do y'all like that? And by the way. Welcome back to Dora to the world. And this is the Dora with you. <laughs> this is Dora signing out. I forgot to say it at the beginning. And it's just always how people will come to me and be like, Dora, me, I did not get. Welcome back to Dora to the world. And this is the Dora with you. What happened? <laughs> well, bye guys. Talk to you later.